I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Desert News. Great to be with you today, and uh, we're going to continue to march everything forward. I want to know what's going on in your part of the world today. Uh, are you looking forward to things easing up as of tomorrow? Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to engage? What are you going to uh, take action on? I uh, want to know. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, only when it's safe. Well, I want to hear what's going on in your world. And I want to shift gears a little bit now. Uh, we, we've had some interesting conversations over the uh, the last month uh, around space and space programs and looking up into space. And, and a lot of us uh, are going to be looking up here coming at 1 o'clock, uh, flyover. Uh, coming out of Hill Air Force Base in honor of uh, veterans and uh, our medical uh, responders and healthcare professionals that are all uh, on the front lines in this battle against the coronavirus. And so we'll all be looking heaven, head, heavenward a little bit. Uh, but some interesting things uh, coming out. Uh, NASA has named its new Mars helicopter. And uh, that's always a, an interesting thing as they roll out new equipment and new uh, things that they're going to use in space. And uh, so NASA's gotten really good at this under the uh, direction of Jim Bridenstine, who is the NASA administrator. Uh, great guy. Uh, I interacted with him quite a bit. He was a congressman from Oklahoma uh, when I was back there as chief of staff. And uh, he's been uh, in charge of NASA for the last several years. And one of the things he's done is engaged young people uh, in a really cool way. He's uh, tried to get young people to actually name different things. And so they opened up this uh, opportunity for students to write an essay about what they think the name of this new really cool helicopter uh, that will be part of the uh, Mars rover uh, mission there. And uh, some some great submissions came in. 28,000 submissions came in, actually. And the winner was a high school student from Alabama. And uh, she put together a uh, a really compelling piece. In fact, I want to play just a, a little bit of uh, that naming uh, coming out of the uh, new NASA Mars helicopter. Ingenuity represents the most remarkable things that humanity is capable of. These achievements are not just the product of pure determination. They're a combination of human perseverance and ingenuity. Ingenuity is what allows people to accomplish amazing things, and it allows us to expand our horizons to the edges of the universe. So that's uh, Vanessa Rupani. Uh, she's a junior at Tuscaloosa County High School in Northport, Alabama. She came up with the name Ingenuity, uh, which is very fitting, very proper for a helicopter uh, that will be part of the Mars program there for NASA. And I love the fact that they are getting young people involved in this. I, I am a fan of space exploration. Uh, Lee Lonsbury and I talk all the time that, you know, we could just interview astronauts all the time and it would just be really cool. Uh, and really fun. Uh, but there's some great lessons there uh, as well. Uh, and so, again, this ingenuity, I think we're seeing that right now uh, around the country and around the world as people try to deal and work through uh, what we should be doing in this coronavirus world that we live in uh, and seeing just the creativity 
that people are engaging in to to come up with great solutions uh, is really inspiring. And we do see a lot of that through the space program. Uh, as I mentioned, Jim Bridenstine is the uh, NASA administrator and uh, had a chance to sit down with him about a month ago and go through some of the great innovation, the great thinking that's happening as part of the program. Uh, and he shared with me a little insight on the Artemis program, uh, which is uh, really the next uh, trip to Moon and, and uh, using that to get to Mars. And uh, here's what he had to say. That's really what the Artemis program is all about. It's about a sustainable return to the Moon. Um, and then we're going to take that knowledge and go to Mars. The thing that's also important to remember is Artemis, in Greek mythology, is the twin sister of Apollo. We love the Apollo program, but remember in the Apollo days, all of our astronauts came from fighter pilot backgrounds and test pilot backgrounds, and in those days there were no opportunities for women. Well, now we have this very diverse, highly qualified astronaut corps that includes women, and we're going to go to the moon sustainably with this very diverse astronaut corps under the name of Apollo's twin sister. Her name is Artemis, and she was, in fact, the goddess of the moon. You know, America has changed, and, and the space program has changed. And I think it's a good story that, that uh, America can be proud of. Uh, I do think it's uh, great that they are calling this the Artemis program, again, sustainable return to the moon, because you have to have a sustainable uh, operation on the moon if you're ever going to get to Mars. Uh, and so it, it's an important part of that. And I think doing that uh, this year in particular, as we focus on uh, the women's suffrage movement, the right to vote uh, and so many other things. And as we have Mother's Day coming up next week, just a reminder to everyone out there and uh, give us a salute uh, to them in terms of the space program. Then finally, uh, I had the chance just this last week uh, to, to have a conversation with Scott Kelly, uh, who still holds the record for the longest time in space. Uh, for an astronaut, and he had some interesting insight in terms of lessons that he learned in his very long stay in space. Talk about social isolation. Uh, He was out there for uh, almost a year, and uh, he had some good applications in terms of what we're dealing with as it relates to the coronavirus. Here's astronaut Scott Kelly. It was my responsibility uh, to be there for a long time, and I think there are parallels here in that this is a mission for all of us to follow the guidance, to do what the right thing is, not just for us as individuals or our families, but also society as a whole. I came into it also with a plan. I wasn't going to count the days, especially count down the days. Yeah, you have to trust people to do the right thing, you know, to do their jobs, to uh, be good teammates. You know, if we're all just doing what's right for us, it's not going to work. So important, so important that we we have to do this as a team. We have to do this uh, (laughs) control central. We have to hold each other accountable uh, for all kinds of activities that uh, maybe we haven't done in the past. And it's going to be so important as we start to open things up a little bit, again, a step at a time. Uh, this is not time to rush into the, the big group hug, uh, although you can you can assemble in a, a group of up to 20 uh, with good social distancing. Again, restaurants are going to be different. Uh, gyms and, and workout facilities will be different. Salons will be different. Uh, as we start to slowly move that forward. But remember, just because there's an opening doesn't mean it's free-for-all or back to where we were before. This is a new now, and the new now requires a new level of vigilance from us as we start to engage. If we do this right, we can keep things moving. We can get some nice momentum there, but it's up to each of us to uh, to really make sure we're part of the solution as we go through, again, what we're going to call this danger gap, this orange phase 
we got to mine the gap and make sure we get to the other side of it. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour. Stick with us. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, pollster Scott Rasmussen. He has a brand new poll just out today, National Insight, what people are thinking about where we go next in terms of coronavirus. Stay with us right here on KSL. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.